Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Mindset Show. So it's 2022, and we have been having two of the weirdest, and for some people, most difficult years that they've ever experienced. Uh, I want to talk about this concept of detachment. Jocko Wilnick, who I follow uh, a lot, talks about this a good deal. And uh, he uses this as part of a strategic set of tools for dealing with stressful situations and for making life and business decisions. And I think it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good asset if you can develop this. So let's go through this. According to the dictionary, detach is to separate equally from a larger mass and usually without violence or damage. So it's literally separating yourself from something. Okay? So, like I said, Jocko, he he talks about this a lot on his podcast a lot of times when he's discussing how he led his team and he was uh, the, the director, I don't know what you call it. He was the boss of a detachment of Navy SEALs in Iraq during that second Gulf War. And I can only imagine how the types of decisions that he had to make uh, or things that they were faced with and how remaining emotionally attached to something or someone can cloud your judgment. And now those are clear scenarios of life or death, sending men into harm's way to complete missions. I, I can only imagine, but you know, when you're dealing with something in your life, it can seem just as life or death. It can seem just as important. Often that's one of the ways that I use to get perspective personally is to think about a more extreme situation. And that's one form of detachment. Oftentimes we will accept certain things being a certain way to get what we want just because we want it, right? It's maybe a little lower down the rung of emergency or life and death situations, but so let's keep going here. Have you, have you ever thought about how it's easier to give other people advice, but how much harder it is for you to follow that advice for yourself? (laughs) Emotions, ego, and different types of biases, which we'll talk about in a second, 
that you can experience can and will cloud your judgment. That's why it's easier to give others advice than it is to, you know, listen to your own advice because you're not necessarily emotionally invested in the outcome. Right. So like we said, like ego, um, emotional investment can cloud your judgment. Uh, there's different types of, um, biases. There's a whole list of them. Uh, I'll put a link in here, but, uh, you know, we have, we have biases that we're aware of and that we're not aware of, right? Like things like race, ethnicity, gender, religion, uh, sexual orientation, social, economic background, educational background. You can keep going. So we can we can personally be biased by lots of external resources, external sources that we're not completely even aware that we're operating on top of. Not to mention the bias of wanting a certain outcome or wanting a certain thing or wanting to be friends with a certain person. Right uh, there, I can't count on one hand how many times I've sort of forced a situation or accepted accepted uh, behaviors from people or accepted uh, contractual outcomes just because I wanted something to happen. Right, I wanted it bad, so I was willing to make concessions. Right, that weren't that may not necessarily be the best thing for me in the grand scheme of life or the grand scheme of the business or whatever. It's a cool quote from Dale Carnegie when dealing with people, remember you are not dealing with creatures of logic, but with creatures of emotion. And I think it's important for us to realize that most of the time we are making decisions and we are operating from a, a a level of emotion, right? And I don't mean you always, you don't always have to be like super angry or super sad. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about we, we, we are human beings and we often let emotion drive our decision-making. So in a way, detachment, we're talking about detaching ourselves from those things, those biases, those things that hold us back, detaching from the emotion. If you can operate from that strategic position instead of that one that's more an emotional response, you will have a huge advantage over most people that you'll ever deal with in interpersonal relationships or in business. So to try to get to that strategic position, more so than this emotional response, a tactic Jocko says he'll use is to detach. Try to remove yourself from the situation and imagining yourself as a third person or as a, just a bystander watching so that he can see things without that emotional bias or whatever other biases, right? Now this if you can do that, it's, it can become a superpower. Particularly when you're looking back at things that you did in the past. Or if, if you know, you have time to 
sort of take a step back. So look at a situation as if it were someone else. What advice would you give them? Detach from yourself. I want to play a little quick bit from Jocko, from the man himself, in his own words, so that I'm not just putting my own you know, spin on it so you can hear it directly from him. Uh, so here we go. The skill itself is being able to detach during the event. Mm-hmm. The hard part is to notice. You got to look for those signs. You got to look for that moment when you start feeling emotional or you know that it's going to be something emotional. You've got to step back from those and get, get yourself in the habit of asking yourself, what do I look like right now? What do I sound like right now? Listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth and see if you're being a reasonable human or not. Look for the emotional quicksand and don't step in at the emotion of the anger, the frustration. When you start feeling the sweat beating up, when you start feeling hot, that should be a big red flag. There it is. That's the quicksand of emotion. And you don't want to step into it. You want to pull yourself back. All right, yeah. So he always he always delivers. Um, so let's look at a couple of different ways of slicing this. Okay, the observer, the thinker, and the listener. Want to try to want to try to leverage and be all three types here. But also, maybe this is a helpful way of looking at how you can sort of crack this code. Okay, the observer. So to be the observer, do whatever you need to do to be able to observe a situation instead of actively participating in it. It might be that you need to take a deep breath and find your center. That's okay. Like maybe you need to tell the other person that you just need time, that you need a day or you need an hour. Just give me a minute. And and then actively think about that thing. Usually if you have a little space, you know, time is the healer of all wounds, right? If you have a little space, you can get in, get out of the emotional response mindset and get more in the strategic thinking. Well, that's the easy part. But the hard part is knowing that you need to take that step back. The hard part is knowing when you need to detach. Like the example of the slowly boiling frog. Jocko's told this story. If you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water, it will, of course, frantically try to clamber out. But if you place it gently in a pot of tepid water and turn the heat on low, it will float there quite placidly. As the water gradually heats up, the frog will sink into a tranquil stupor, exactly like one of us in a hot bath. And before long, with a smile on its face, it will unresistingly allow itself to be boiled to death. Right? It's like death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> so you have to consciously work on what it takes to have some level of self-awareness. You need to develop your personal flags, your red flags, let you know when you need to detach. Okay? It's like Jago says... Maybe it's that your heart beats faster, your your breathing is harder. You're you're li- you can literally get mad. You know, it's like he says. Okay, so the thinker. 
when you're able to successfully detach from a situation on whatever level, you can see things more clearly and make strategic informed decisions about what reaction or move you want to make. Right? Clearly. You want to be the thinker, the strategic thinker, not the reactor. Right? We don't want to just by default react to things. We want to by default think about things. However, it is not only optimal to use this method of detachment to control your emotions. So there's another aspect to this too, and Jocko talks about this in one of his videos. I couldn't find it, but I remember hearing about this in a in a podcast he was doing. He talks about using detachment as part of your creative process, right? So I don't know if I have you ever been in a meeting and you want an outcome to happen, right? You want something to go down a certain way. You're you're that's still a level of emotion. It's desire. Right. If you can detach yourself from what you want to happen, what your expected outcomes are, you can begin to see it from different angles that you previously couldn't see it. And you can consider things that might not be the way you previously thought. So it, it can almost become like a level of precognition, right? Sort of like pre-result brainstorming. If you can detach yourself from people's responses or, or, you know, what you're expecting to happen. The, the quote here that I have found for this part is, don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a lot of time making it. Sometimes we want something bad enough we will overlook most of the shortcomings in others or in the situations or in the sacrifice that we have to make. Right? When we have an emotional investment in something or someone, we want it to work out. So we accept a lot more than we normally would. We let people cross boundaries. would not normally let them cross when everything's equal, just because we want it to work out or we want the thing to happen or we want the, you know, the project to finish, whatever it is. <clears throat> now, I have personally experienced this more than once in business, particularly in a relationship I entered with someone in business that, you know, after some distance has been put between us now, clearly it was not the right partnership. They lacked, in this case, they lacked some interpersonal skills to lead others, right? Which was the primary role that this person was to take in the business. But I wanted it to happen. So, you know, you enter, I entered the situation with, well, well, they'll learn how to do this over time. Well, they didn't. I wasn't able to coach them. Not that I'm perfect, but it just didn't work out. I've done it again in another business venture where we took on more debt than we should have. 
and the the part part of the partnership wasn't as strong as it should have been just because we wanted the thing that the business would produce i really wanted it so you know we made concessions now i get that that's part of business that's part of life that's part of relationships you know that, i mean that's part of it give and take but there's a certain level where you are giving up too much. You are putting up with too much. You're letting people cross boundaries that they shouldn't cross. And the superpower is knowing where that line is. You know what I mean? Okay. The listener. Learning to listen or to pay attention to the things that pull you into that state of mind that will not allow you to detach, that's part of the superpower. The things that pull you in emotionally, recognizing what those things are, it's not easy to notice them. And just like the frog, sometimes it's not easy to notice when things are getting hot and ramping up, right? Especially we're in the chaos, so how do you do it? You pay attention. <laughs> you have to quiet your you have to quiet your emotions. You have to quiet your mind. You listen to the words you're using. Pay attention to how people are responding to you. Pay attention to how fast your pulse is or how your breathing is going. Right? I know you have been in and can remember a situation where you got really frustrated with someone or a situation and you wound up just blurting out things that were a hundred percent emotional and they like made no sense, like from a logical strategic, uh, standpoint, like they're just like, just saying dumb stuff and angry stuff. You got to head that off. Okay, those are, those are, I thought those were cool. I can't remember where I found the observer, the thinker, the listener, but I really liked thinking about detaching from those three types of like almost like personalities that you could be. But finally, I also want to say detach from things. Now, I've, you know, personally, I've, I've had a lot of, uh, friendships with people that that like we've been talking about I've I've sort of let uh boundaries get crossed or or behaviors happen that I should have you know nipped in the bud a lot earlier uh to set my boundaries and set my expectations with them that I le- I let it go because I wanted the friendship to work out um that maybe more than I should have but I've also in business, I've made more bad decisions because of the thing, because of the material um, result of what we were doing. So detach from things as well. That You can have an emotional attachment to things and outcomes, but particularly to things. When it comes to negotiating with someone about something, if you need that thing or that outcome badly, you've already lost the negotiation, Right. I mean, the ability, being a, entering a negotiation with the ability to walk away from the result, that's, that's a high point of strength in terms of negotiation, 
right? That means you don't necessarily need the thing. So you're going to be able to make strategic results oriented decisions. You've detached from that emotional need of the thing, right? You can't always hold that position. You can't always be in the strongest position. Sometimes you might be in, you know, the other side might be in a stronger position, right? But we can always strive to detach enough from our emotional attachment or desire to the outcome of the thing, right? Long enough to make a more informed decision. You can at least know you're going into the situation from a lesser position, right? That's, that's valuable too, even in a relationship, right? So ultimately it's, it's also important in life to not own, to not just identify ourselves with our material possessions or our social status. A lot of times we will make our own concessions with the way we treat others or the way we spend our money or the way we accept, you know, we set boundaries because of wanting material possessions or social status, right? Well, I mean, we all want things. I mean, I do too. We work hard for them. That's why we get up in the morning and bust our ass. But I will tell you, living your life with the sole focus of achieving material, social status, even when you get them, will more often than not leave you empty and fulfilled. I've experienced it. I can tell you it happens. I've seen it. So we could do another podcast later about maybe what are some, you know, fulfilling ways to achieve things. But until that time, uh, what are some ways that you can or do detach from the situation you're in to make better decisions? What are some ways to do that? And then I will challenge you. I'll leave you with a little challenge. If there's something in your life that you're contemplating, I challenge you to read through this article again, listen to this podcast again, and try to detach and make a decision. Write it down. Okay? If you need help, get back to me. I'm here to talk to you. Um, as always, get after it, y'all. Thank you.